0: Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Welcome to Episode 61 of Go Tell it to the Wall Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, coming at you with episode 61. That's right, episode 61. I would like to put like a little shout out on this as far as 61 goes, but I'm not a Yankees fan, so we're not gonna talk about Roger Maris. A little that's I don't even want to call it a deep cut. That's a sports cut. Sports sports ball cut, sports ball deep cut on, on some old podcast, go tell to wall podcast terms. Uh, yeah, it's episode 61. I got a lot of good stuff tonight. Uh, some fun stuff. Of course, lots and lots and lots of common sense. Uh, compared to episode 60, I am actually, I don't want to say fully caught up in my sleep. I'm never fully caught up in my sleep. I have a toddler at home. Uh, but I am more caught up in my sleep than I was last week. When I was going on like two hours sleep for like two, three days. So hopefully we'll be more on the rails as opposed to off the rails tonight. Uh, but as you know, go a little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we never promised just being on the rails. Hey, Jen. Uh, we are live on the live feed tonight with Facebook. Still continuing the Facebook. I'm going to get into a little bit of that. I know we've been talking about the Facebook live feeds and everything else, but I'm going to get into a little bit of that shortly, so, so so don't worry. There's a there's a reasonable explanation for why we're still contributing to this uh, this muck <laughs> that is Facebook. Um, all right, let's get into it. Social plugs. Social plugs, as always. Social plugs. This is how you connect with us throughout the week, throughout the month, throughout the year, other than when you're watching, listening, doing all of the things, supporting, you know, checking out the YouTube channel, YouTube, YouTube's one of those things. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod. That's right, at TellTheWallPod is our Twitter account. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at MagicMuppet. Follow both of those. You're going to get awesome nuggets of common sense throughout the week. You know you all are out there following a bunch of the Kardashians and stuff. Give us a follow as well. And that's going to keep you up to date on many, many, many things happening in the world that is Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, Go Tell It to the Wall podcast, YouTube channel, and all those good things. Of course, you can also subscribe on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, uh, head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall. You don't need that podcast word in there. Just search Go Tell It to the Wall, and you're going to find our nice little channel on there with a bunch of our good great awesome videos some videos that aren't quite as awesome but they're still on there you should watch them you should subscribe subscribe that's what you do on YouTube right Uh, it's so hard to keep track follow subscribe friend I don't know what do you do on Instagram I think Instagram's following too I don't use much of the Instagram maybe we'll move into that realm we have some Instagram news actually coming up later in the show not pertaining specifically to go tell to the wall but pertaining to just interesting news so look forward to that uh, most importantly, all-encompassing of all of those things is com. That's right, com. If you don't know how to spell it, just look up the common spelling of O'Rourke. I'm not going to sit here and spell it for you. Leave the apostrophe out of there. Apostrophes don't work in URLs. And I'm sending all my best wishes to a certain someone down there in Texas who's currently running for public office, and uh, hopefully if he does get elected, which... I, I really, really hope happens. Then, then everyone in the entire country will be able to smell my damn last name. It's not that hard. It's real phonetic. It's it's amazing. Uh, but anyway, head on over to Uh Check out our blog. Check out our photos. Check out all the good stuff on there. Everything gets updated on there. That's gonna that's your your one-stop shop for all of those things I just mentioned. Twitter, YouTube, other stuff that's, that's literally not posted anywhere else like the blogs that I just mentioned. Uh, so check us out over there head on over to Live.com. check out check check in not check out check in often with that website cuz that's where we'll have updates and all that good stuff. Uh, we are still live with the IndieGogo campaign. That's right, the IndieGogo campaign. Uh, we'll try to drop it in the live feed for those of you that are watching on the live feed, uh, but head on over to the IndieGogo campaign just search go if without the URL right there. Head on over either on one of our twitters, uh, @shawnworklive.com, YouTube, and if you can't, just go to Indiegogo. If you can't access any of those things, head on over to Indiegogo, search Go Tell to Wall Studio, and you can see that you can help us out, get yourself a sticker, get yourself some shout-outs on air, get yourself a personalized thank you note from yours truly. That's right. These are these are going to be high value one day. Uh, I am terrible about sending thank you notes. So really if you're able to get one of these things, high value one day. Uh, so, so keep that in mind. Help us out. Indiegogo still going. We got about a month left on that campaign looking to hit our goal. And once we do, we got all kinds of new stuff happening uh, for Go tell to Wall podcast, including a whole new format that's coming out once we're able to hit that goal and bring a co-host in here. Someone to kind of keep me in line as Bridget does, but uh, someone to keep me in line. that's actually in studio regularly and, and not just on the live feed, keeping me in line. Probably won't help. I'll still be off the rails every freaking week. But you'll get quality programming from a second, secondary voice as well. Uh, So look forward to that as soon as we hit that Indiegogo goal. Indiegogo. Fantastic site. Check them out. And please give us a dollar. Give us $100. Whatever it might be, even a dollar helps. And a dollar, I don't know, I have to go back and look at my perks. I don't know if a dollar gets you a sticker. Uh, I know $10 will get you a sticker. You're going to get one of these fantastic Original, go tell it to the wall stickers, uh, actually, and uh, actually, we're working on some new stickers coming in too. So I'll be showing those off hopefully in the next couple weeks. Here, I'm just just we're working on up- updating the logo again, which is crazy because it's a brand new logo. But we're it, like this is an in process logo, so there's going to be some changes to that coming up. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jen, <laughs> I I that's a little too long for me to read. Uh, yes. I'd have to agree. I'm looking at comments on our live feed right now. Um, All right, moving along. Beer this week. Oh, it's one of my favorites. This week, tasty little brew from the one and only Stone Brewery down there in San Diego. That's right, Stone Brewing in San Diego. And this happens to be the Delicious IPA. Delicious IPA. Uh, And what can I say? It's delicious. It is delicious. Delicious? delicious. It's actually a citrusy IPA. It even says it right on there. Citrusy IPA, uh, has some of those fancy lemon drop hops in there that give it the little citrusness. Now, the interesting thing about this beer that I do want to bring up is it's, it's brewed, uh, to remove gluten. Now it's not officially gluten-free. Uh, I know there are gluten-free beers out there. Omission is one of them. Ah, gluttony is another one. Gluttony, I don't know if they go by gluttony. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> yes. And now our, our facts and information person, Chris, is on the live feed saying stone and IPAs are my jam. I know, Chris. We're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on getting some more uh, some more reds in here for you, uh, you know, because Chris is not a fan of the IPAs. Not a fan. Uh, but we'll get into hopefully we'll, we'll be able to clear that stuff up. Uh, but the, like I said, the interesting thing is it's crafted to remove gluten. Uh, So they can't officially say it's gluten-free, but it is actually crafted to remove gluten, so you're going to get a little less gluten in there. Uh, If you're completely gluten intolerant, please don't start sending me hate mail when you drink one of these and get sick because I'm not (laughs) by any means endorsing uh, someone that is completely gluten-free just going out and grabbing this beer. Like I said, there's real gluten-free beers out there, uh, but that is an interesting Part of this one, and it's it's delicious. Like I said, it's delicious. In fact, Chris, this one might not be too hoppy for you. I'd my, this is one I always like to have my wife try because she hates hoppy beers, and she didn't love this one, but it wasn't like super hoppy for her, which is like it's saying something about a stone IPA, whether it's citrusy or whatever. But it is, like I said, it's delicious. But uh, the fact that she wasn't just completely grossed out by it is something to say. So, Chris, maybe you will also enjoy this one. Uh, oh man, beer. Well, it's it, this is what gets me through these shows. I got to be honest. That's not really true. I can I can get through these with without it, but I enjoy them and I enjoy sharing great beers with all of you. Oh boy, and I, I I'm happy to see that Bridget just jumped on. Chris is on there as well. Uh, so we have a little announcement that I failed to announce on episode sixty last week on episode sixty, and that would be. A special live broadcast coming up, and actually, let me let me backtrack a little bit. So, like I said, we're live on Facebook right now. We've I've been working on moving everything over to YouTube. It's, we're going to be live on YouTube at some point here. I did get a little bit I don't want to say backlash. I got some demand uh, from some of our wall fans that really do prefer to consume the podcast on Facebook. So I've I don't want to say I've been reluctant. I've just been slow to move us over to YouTube because of that. Now, what else is happening? Is We're going to do a ridiculous live broadcast, full episode, most likely longer, uh, and also s- most likely some interstitials, depending on what's, hap- what's going on that day. Uh, so mark your calendars. I know they're already marked for like a barbecue or whatever else, but mark your calendars July 4th, July 4th, couple weeks away. Uh, we're going to do a complete live broadcast in the middle of the day, I don't, maybe middle, of the, but Not at the normal time. Not the normal wall time, wall place. It's not going to be at like 8 p.m. on a Thursday. It's going to be 4th of July. It's going to be earlier in the day. We're going to do a live feed, and I'm going to have some guests on here. Bridget and Chris literally don't know about this yet, but I'm working out logistics to get them literally in studio. And I say in studio, but it's not even going to be in studio. We're going to go outside, do a full live feed for the 4th of July. Probably go like two hours like not the normal hour, we're going to probably go two hours, have some fun with it, get some guests in, uh, likely get some of our, uh, our big supporters, big common censors, people that have financially supported the show, as well as, like I said, Chris and Bridget, uh, who I've would love to just have in studio every week, uh, but they unfortunately and fortunately and unfortunately just get on the live feed, and that's where they they both keep me in line as far as that goes. Uh, (laughs) Yes, Bridget gets to go outside. I've mentioned on the podcast before, Chris and Bridget have two uh, beautiful, amazing daughters, and if, if you have kids, you know that takes up quite a bit. I got one, and it takes up quite a bit of my time. So, like I said... Mark your freaking calendars. We're gonna have some fun. You know we're going off the rails. You know I'm gonna drink a a couple too many beers, and probably everyone else is like Bridge is probably gonna drink a little too much whiskey. We're gonna have some fun with it. We're doing it. Live feed July 4th. July 4th. Take a break from your barbecues. Put it up on the big screen at whatever, you know, wherever you're hanging out for your 4th of July barbecue. Have some fun. Join us. We're gonna do it up we're going to go crazy. We're going to go off the rails, but I promise you're running. You are going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be chaotic, but it's also going to be a lot of, a lot of fun. So look forward to that. I'm planning it. It's happening. I meant to mention it last week and I just completely remiss on, uh, on mentioning it. Um, and one more thing I want to mention as far as the opening goes is, uh, <laughs> it is a beer and whiskey 4th of July party. Uh, is happy summer solstice to everyone out there yes today is summer solstice if you're listening to this and not on the live feed it's not actually summer solstice today when you're listening to it but it is summer solstice today tonight while we're we're recording this it's actually still kind of a little bit light outside i'm looking out my studio window here uh it's fine the sun's finally going down but it is the longest day of the year uh so happy summer solstice to all of you out there if you celebrate it however you celebrate it i know there's a bunch of people out at uh, uh stonehenge and they apparently they do a big I don't know they do a big celebration. Nothing against it. I'm just like I see it come up every year, and I'm like, oh, it's the longest day of the year. <laughs> like, uh, but apparently there's all kinds of awesome celebrations and stuff. And really, it's kind of the uh, unofficial. You we have the unofficial kickoff of summer like Memorial Day weekend because it's May and kind of all the kids are getting out of school. But this is like this is kind of the day everyone's like it's officially summer. It's officially summer, summer solstice, uh, and of course, Los Angeles has been cooperating because today it was like 85 degrees, and not just 85 degrees. It's funny because I walked outside today, and I look at my phone, and I'm, I'm I'm like, it's oh my God, it's hot. I look at my phone, what's the temperature say? It's like 85. Like, it feels hotter than 85, and sure, sure enough, I click on it, it has like that feels like, you know, feels like, uh, <laughs> feels like. You better get to that witch dance, Jen. Uh, feels like 92, so it was actually feeling like 92 uh, was happening today. So we're, we're getting the heat already in in Southern California, and if you're in the South or you're, you're like in somewhere where there's humidity and real heat, don't send me stuff. You don't know what real heat I know what real heat is. I live in California for a reason. There's a, reason I, a few reasons, but one of the reasons I don't live in like... Arizona or the the south where there's crazy humidity despite the fact that I was technically born in the south. I know, it's amazing. A <laughs> little known fact. Uh, actually, a lot of people know that. They just don't tend to think about it because I've lived here so long. Uh, yeah, there's a reason I don't live in those places, so don't send me stuff. like You don't know what heat. I know what heat is. It's just we don't, like, this is Southern California. I want 75 degrees during the day. Give me like 68. Perfect. I'd take that 365 days a year. Oh, oh so happy summer solstice. Oh, I am, so, Chris, it, make sure, Chris, you better still be on here. Uh, I'm so glad you're on for this one because I laughed out loud when I found this particular social trend uh, and then when I found this specific quote that was was flying around on, on Twitter. Flying around? Is that even right? I don't know. Floating around, flying, who knows? Uh, it's, uh, so anyway, hashtag, we have moving on to social if you haven't figured that out. We're going to be all over the place tonight. i to be honest, we're all over the place tonight, but you're still going to get your awesome common sense. Uh, This would be hashtag failed TV spinoffs, hashtag failed TV spinoffs, and I do, (laughs) speaking of spinoffs, before I get into this, because I didn't actually build this in, this happened literally like right before I came into the studio, Uh, and actually there's two things I want to talk about. Let me backtrack a little bit. Uh, One thing would be, officially today, it was greenlit by ABC, the spinoff for Roseanne. And I've talked about it on the podcast before, even if they redid Roseanne or just left her out of it, she has certain rights to the show uh, from from being one of the original creators of it. But they have worked out deals, uh, Werner, who's a big time producer in in the TV industry, uh, just Tom, Tom, I'm blanking on his first name, but Werner, uh, and you you'll see his name on all kinds of stuff, uh, worked out a deal with Roseanne Barr where she actually has no financial or creative Say or attachment to the the official spinoff that has been greenlit at uh, <laughs> it. Get, Chris, it gets more ridiculous than that. It gets more ridiculous than that. Uh, it's officially been greenlit. She will get no money from it. Thank you. It was Tom. Uh, they put they did put the Con in Connors. Uh, so the spinoff is going to be called the Connors. Uh, they've ordered 10 episodes, so we'll see what happens. I'm not sure exactly. This literally just dropped. We kind of we knew it was happening, but this literally just dropped. So the, the Roseanne spinoff is officially happening, 10 episodes, ABC. We'll see what happens. No more Roseanne Barr. The interesting thing that I do want to bring up, because I'm happy because all of those actors, and many of those actors probably didn't necessarily need a new sitcom, uh, but more importantly, the creatives and the crew are most likely being carried over to that spinoff. And the big backlash was Roseanne having any kind of financial attachment to the show and making money off of any kind of spinoff that they did any way they were able to eliminate her from the show. Uh, But the interesting thing I do want to bring up here is she reached a settlement with Tom Werner. She reached a settlement. So technically, she's not getting any money directly from this spinoff, but unfortunately, she did get some money Because they reached a settlement to be able to do this show with her not having any attachment whatsoever to it. And then on top of that, she still has the rights to any kind of Roseanne spinoff that happens in the future. She still owns the complete rights to the Roseanne Connor character. Um, So... I'm kind of mixed feelings on this one. I'm glad that that crew is going to is going to continue to have a job and everything else. And here's the thing, is even if the show is bad, I'm going to continue to watch it and do my best to push up those ratings because here's me being devil's advocate. If this spin-off bombs, if it bombs, like just does terrible and makes no money, there is a possibility that Roseanne Roseanne Barr actually makes more money off the spinoff than the producers and the crew and all of the creatives do. Think about that. Because they reached a settlement. If the show bombs and nobody makes any money, Roseanne Barr made money off the show because she had to reach a settlement so they'd be able to make this show. So keep that in mind. I'm going to push the ratings up as far as possible so that she's sitting there going, God damn it, if I wasn't such a racist fucking bigot, I would be making so much money right now. Uh, So that's what we're going to do. Oh, hey, Jeff. Jeff, do you have any more big announcements to come into the middle of, uh, of, of my podcast tonight? Get them out of the way now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Jeff came in the middle of the podcast with a big announcement uh, last week. If, if you weren't there for it, go back and listen. Go back and listen. Uh, anyway, so failed TV spinoffs. Speaking of spinoffs, this is a hashtag floating around on the Twitter right now, probably on all the other social platforms and whatnot. But as usual, I go scouring... The Twitter verse for the funny, awesome, interesting hashtags that are happening. Scouring, I scour. I'm not going to tell you where I uh, ha, how I don't really scour. I just have a place to go and I. Okay, that's a cool one. That's a cool one. Good, good to go. Uh, and that would be hashtag failed TV spinoffs. That's right, hashtag <laughs> failed TV spinoffs. Jeff, if you were pregnant, I would probably be hearing about it through like Scientific American or something. <laughs> Although you could come in with like Nina's pregnant, uh, anyway, hashtag failed TV spinoffs. That's right. So I went through scouring and I found some funny ones. I'm, I'm and I was thoroughly enjoying this one, as you can as you can figure out. These are jokes on TV spinoffs that did not make it, wouldn't make it. These aren't the real ones. I don't see a lot of Joey in here. Ooh, deep cut, deep 90s cut right there. Oh, not even 90s, early 2000s. God damn, I'm old. Oh, that's what happens. All right, so hashtag failed TV spinoffs. One of my favorites. Murder, she tweeted. Hashtag failed TV spinoffs. That would be murder she wrote for the millennial generation who don't have time to read articles and stuff that's actually written and just, you know, tweeting, Twitter, Twitterverse. Uh, But the one, well, and this other one, uh, hashtag failed TV spinoffs, The Flanders, which I don't, I, I guarantee the Flanders has been pitched at some point. I guarantee it's been pitched at some point. Uh, especially when they had the whole Mrs. Krabappel like, storyline and everything. Uh, for those of you that don't watch The Simpsons, just go watch it in syndication. Or don't watch it because Matt Groening is kind of an ass. I, I don't know. But I did find that one funny. This one right here is the P.S. de resistance of hashtag failed TV spinoffs. You ready, Chris? How I Met Your Third Cousin Once Removed. That's right. Not How I Met Your Father. How I Met Your Third Cousin Once Removed. I would watch that spinoff. I'd watch it. I've always wondered how my friends met their third cousin once removed. I'm pretty sure I've actually met uh, some of my third cousins once removed. Big families. Big families. I don't want to move along, but I want to get a little serious here for a second. And I'm going to get tangented here. I just want to bring up something else and I'm even it's like even it's just popping up everywhere I look. This would be hashtag families belong together. Hashtag families belong together. Uh <laughs> I'm not laughing at the hashtag, I'm laughing at the live feed. Uh this one's been really hitting me hard uh for quite a while. In fact, my wife and I donated to one of the uh GoFundMe's that were floating around. Uh, I believe it was specifically for legal funds for these families that are being separated down there at the border. It uh, really hits close to home with me. In fact, I I was fortunate enough to celebrate this past Sunday with my toddler, my my, uh, my young daughter, uh, for Father's Day. And many of these young girls were not. Now, young girls, young girls and boys, not just the girls, I just had girls in my head because I have a young girl. Now I realize, I, you know, and and somebody can correct me here. I don't know that it was Father's Day in Mexico uh, this past Sunday. They actually have a different Mother's Day. I know, I do know that for a fact. I'm not sure on Father's Day. But the bottom line is I was fortunate enough to be able to hang out with my daughter, hold my daughter, laugh with my daughter. And there's many fathers and mothers out there that aren't able to do that right now. And, yeah, I'm a little late to the game talking about that on the podcast simply because we had to talk about the, the NRA and, and the attachment to everything else last week. Uh, and it has been—I don't even want to say—fortunately changed a little bit with the Orange menace signing whatever he signed. I encourage anyone out there to go read it into detail. I'm read it in detail. I'm not going to get into all of the details on it. We're still fighting a ridiculous fight here. We are. So I encourage you. Please use the hashtag Families Belong Together. Continue to use that because we've seen where action can happen here. Through the power of social media, and obviously the orange menace was pressured to an extent because of the public outcry, and as much as I joke about social media and the ridiculousness that happens on social media, you know, we talk about these funny hashtags and everything else, it has given a voice to the masses, a voice that wasn't there before. That didn't exist when I was younger. It didn't. The only way to have that voice was to, was to go out and protest, you know? Or maybe you were a writer, you were a columnist, you are whatever, a reporter, and then you had a voice. But with the power of social media, we've all been given this voice. And most times it's falling on deaf ears. But when you see a hashtag like Families Belong Together just continue to trend and continue to be tweeted and and shared and everything else, that's when you can see the true power of social media and the power of people with voices. And on that same note, I do want to talk about something that literally just happened today. Uh, So First Lady Orange Menace. Went down to the border today in, in her little show of, I, you know what? I don't even know what the fuck she was doing. I, I don't even know what she's doing. Trying to pretend like she cares. Trying to pretend like the administration gives a shit. They don't. She went to a facility that didn't even have a lot of kids in it. This is a facility that's been around for a while. This is not a new one. This isn't one of the internment camps, that, the concentration camps that's being built for these kids that are separated from their kids, their parents. It's not. But the story today was a jacket she was wearing, you know, and on the back of this jacket that she got the back of this jacket that she was wearing said, uh, I don't care to you. And here's the thing is everyone, everyone went crazy today. said, what is she wearing? This is crazy. Is this subliminal? You know, is it just high? Is it just fashion? Whatever it is. And here's the thing with this administration that we all need to keep in mind. All of us, every single one of you out there in this country need to keep this in mind. Anytime something silly like this happens, the first lady wearing a stupid jacket, everyone freaks out about it. And you know what happens? This administration, they come in in the background and they start passing other shit. They're doing other stuff while we're focusing on a stupid jacket. A jacket. Is it insensitive and tone deaf? Hell yeah. Is it important in the grand scheme of things? Nope. Not at all. It's not at all important in the grand scheme of things. So keep that in mind. Whenever you see this news coming out, there are more important things to deal with. There are more important things to tackle to make our voices heard on than a stupid jacket. Uh, my mother used to tell me something. She still tells it to me when I talk to her now and then. There's a saying, don't sweat the small things. And I realize... There's a lot of stuff happening right here, and we need to be sweating a lot of it because this son of a bitch in the White House is just constantly doing things. Constantly trying to to make his life better while making everyone else's life worse. But don't sweat the small stuff in the fact that there is much there are much bigger things to be worrying about right now. Much bigger things than a silly jacket. So please keep that in mind. Wall fans, common sensors, because common sense says jacket's not important. It's not. Tone deaf and insensitive, yeah. Important? No, it's not. All right, moving along. Uh, Apparently today is hashtag national selfie day. That's right. Hashtag national selfie day. (sighs) Because we need a day for this, for something that everyone just does every freaking day. Kardashians posting selfies every five minutes. Like, I don't understand why we needed a hashtag. I don't. I'm not a fan of the selfie. I'm I'm just not. You know if you got to take a selfie because you're you know you're in a really exotic location or something no one else is that's fine you know I never take them the only time I ever take them is me and my daughter and I there's no like literally I'm at home with my daughter and there's nobody else to take a photo maybe I'll take a selfie then but really we need to calm down on the selfies We don't need a hashtag national selfie day uh, and of course it has an has has a hashtag on there but I do want to share something with you wall fans common censors uh, I believe I shared this on a social platform years and years ago. There was a time when I was a fan of the selfie. There was a time where the selfie was not you on your phone and then you're able to edit it and do all this other crap. There was just it was pure unadulterated joy, sadness, emotion, whatever that emotion might be when you had to take it with a real camera. So, I do have one selfie that I still to this day consider epic. This was taken in the 90s, in the 90s. And I'll tell you, I was getting on Space Mountain like 1145 quarter to midnight right around there and, and Disneyland closes at midnight they close down all the rides at midnight or they did then It's you it know, might be different now this is in the 90s I'm running around and I'm with a friend of mine and we're jumping on and like every time like running back cause they're and I even ask can I just stay on the ride no you have to go really I gotta go run like there, ain't, there's nobody in line but apparently I had to go run back around so I'm doing laps around and my friends ch- like running behind me running behind me, and I run down, and at this point, I think we had ridden with just the two of us at one point, point. and I'm running down, and I get down to the bottom of the ramp, he's still at the top, and I look up, and I had jumped in the, in the roller coaster in uh, Space Mountain, jumped into the car, and I'm like, wait, 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 and they're like, we can't wait, and so I was like, oh, well, and I'm sitting in the front of Space Mountain by myself, completely by myself, so I pull my disposable camera out of my pocket, boom, a little selfie right at the top, right before I go down. I still have that selfie. So, as much as I dislike selfies and I think it's ridiculous and everyone needs to calm down with them, if you have the chance to get an epic selfie like that, especially if you can take it with a camera where you're not actually seeing yourself, take it back to the old school ways, uh, do it. Do it. But if it's really just you taking a selfie of yourself because you're getting ready in the morning, yeah, calm down. Calm down. No one cares that much. No one cares. I mean, I know everyone cares about the Kardashians and whoever else. You know what, Bridget? We need a Kardashian count. That I like. I think I just, we're past the limit. That's it for that. But you know, you like following all those little selfies. I see them. I see them popping up in my feed. And I'm like, w- really? This is entertaining to you? It's Just like we talked about Ariana Grande. What was that? A flower or something? I don't know. I don't even care. Ugh. 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 All right. Let's 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 move along. <laughs> Let's move along. Oh, so there's an account. I put this in social. There's an account floating around right now, and uh, it's kind of ridiculous, and everyone's really just just getting on them about it. Uh, but apparently, this count, this account, count. I have been watching too much Sesame Street. This account on Twitter is at RMTheLastJedi. And the RM stands for Remake The Last Jedi. So apparently there is an account going around where they are insisting on remaking The Last Jedi. And from what I can see, it's basically because these are sexist people that don't want females in their Jedi films. Jedi. Star Wars. Star Wars films. Star Wars films have Jedi in them. Uh, And we'll see that, you know... (laughs) Clearly, some stuff's been happening because as we move on to TV, film, and books, we have some news out of Lucasfilm and Disney. That's right. Some news just dropping today. Fresh news. Fresh news. (laughs) I do. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the selfie sticks either. We're getting some scorn for the selfie sticks on the live feed. Not a fan of selfie sticks. I think people need to calm down. I think technically my monopod here can be used as a selfie stick. Technically, these these live feeds do get recorded on what could be considered a selfie stick, but it's not one of those official ones where you have a button at the bottom and you're able to t- take selfies. It's just, it's just a monopod. It just, I think it has a handle, so I think people could... Use it as a selfie stick if you so please, but I do not do that. Unless you consider, I mean, this is, we recording. Nah, I'm not, no, let's not get crazy. Anyway, Disney and Lucasfilm today announced that they are no longer going to make standalone films. No more standalone films for Star Wars. That's right. Uh, so Solo came out and uh, I don't want to say it bombed. Because it didn't, it didn't bomb. It did well enough at the box office. Problem was, it was like a four hundred million dollar budget, and it they basically broke even on it. <laughs> they broke e- They basically broke even uh, with Solo. So they have announced they're no longer going to do these simply because they're not going to be making money. Uh, and I think a lot of this is uh, is due to just oversaturation. You know, I actually still have yet to see The Last Jedi. I already know everything that happens because everyone on social media just loves to spoil the hell out of everything, so I already know what happens. I haven't seen it yet, but that thing just came out, like, back around Christmas time. Like, it's only been, we're only a few months removed from The Last Jedi before Solo came out, so I think there's just too much saturation within the marketplace here. Rogue One did really well, which was kind of a standalone movie, Uh, but but a little different, I guess, from solo and everything else. Uh, it's definitely overplayed. That's what it is. It's oversaturation. It's overplayed, and people, there's no desire for a new Star Wars movie when you just ha- you have like three months between Star Wars movies. There just there just isn't, you know. And and anyone out there that's like, you know, well, Star Wars is Star Wars. Everyone wants Star Wars. Blah 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 blah. Uh, I can point out the prequels, those are really obvious, I don't hate the prequels as much as most people do, but more importantly, as far as market saturation, Star Wars Christmas Special. So we always gotta keep that in mind, Lucasfilm, Star Wars, I'm kinda happy they're not gonna do these standalone films, as much as I would've loved to see Donald Glover starring in a Star Wars film, I don't even know how he was in Solo, cause it'll probably be like two years before I see Solo. Uh, unless it's something my, my toddler can watch and probably get a couple of years till she can actually watch it too. Uh, all right. So no more standalones. Yeah. I think people, people are going to be disappointed, but I think it's going to make it all that, all that much more special. You know, that's the thing. Like we all love, like just use an example off the top of my head, like, uh, uh, you know, filet mignon. Fantastic cut of steak. I apologize if you're not a meat eater. I'm a meat eater. I love steak. I love I you know, I don't eat it that often, but I do enjoy a good steak. Now, if you have filet mignon every day or like every week, you probably get a little tired of it. And that's what's happening here with all the Star Wars films, so no more of those. Sure we'll still get (laughs) we'll see what happens with uh with episode ten. With episode Oh, that's good to know. Donald Glover killed it in solo, apparently. I feel like I'm just I'm, I'm just all over the place tonight, but that's okay. All right, so we got a little lawsuit action. Disney Pixar uh, they're actually being sued over Inside Out, that Pixar film that came out. Uh, uh, <laughs> that Pixar. Uh, that's a good point, Jen, because really all that Disney does is look to market products and make money off them. That is their bread and butter: is parks and and products and and uh, endorsements that they and and any tie ins they can get. I. I know, that. I know this firsthand, like ridiculously firsthand. All right. Anyway, Disney Pixar getting sued over Inside Out. That was that Pixar movie, to in 2015, came out, uh, was wildly popular, did really well. However, there's a Canadian man that came out and filed a lawsuit in California, uh, and he says that he created a script in 1999 that was also titled Inside Out. That script was then made into a short film in 2000. Short film in 2000. And in that short film, it centered around a young boy who was named Lewis, and it included anthropomorphized uh, representations of his bodily organs, very similar to what they had in Inside Out. Now, I can't speak to this too much. I haven't haven't seen Inside Out, but I know... know, I I get the gist of it. And this is going to be interesting, because... I see these a lot of times. I mean, Jerry Seinfeld's dealing with this with uh, comedians and cars getting coffee, and we we always see this. They come out, you stole my idea. This one, I think they might have a little bit of a leg to stand on, simply because if that short film was made in 2000, uh, you you have a little bit of burden of proof there. Uh, So he is suing for damages, and he wants his name included in the credits. The other interesting thing I found about this one is uh, he actually went to a school... A school... Uh, I'm not finding the actual school here. Uh, but he went to a school that's kind of known as a feeder school for Pixar. So a lot of people go to that film school uh, and, and learn about animation and filmmaking and then go work for Pixar. So you kind of have a little double whammy of here of... He's like, well, look at this IP, intellectual property, that it created in 2000. Uh, additionally, look at where I went to school and where ideas are being pulled from and likely a student that I also went to school with who might have seen this and then took that idea over to Pixar. And I don't want to say stole it, but used it, changed it, and and now there's a good chance that he is uh, do some damages. So we'll see what happens there. We're just flush with Disney news. I don't know what's happening. We're flush with Disney news today. Uh, One more thing I want to talk about with Disney is the sale, and I've been talking about this for the past few episodes, the sale of 21st Century Fox was official as of yesterday. As of yesterday, the the sale of 21st Century Fox to Disney was officially approved. Now, it's not done, of course. not officially done. They got a lot of working out to do, uh, but it was approved. Um, Now, of course, after Comcast came in and outbid Disney, Disney, like the next day, came out and said, no, no, no. Here's our new offer that was their same, the, everything inclusive of the original offer, as well as cash, cash, cash money. Very enticing. Uh, so that was approved by the shareholders of 21st Century Fox. Uh, officially, officially, unofficially, $71.3 billion purchase. $71.3 billion. A lot of freaking money. That's a lot of money. Oh, my God. Uh, And we'll see what Disney does with them. I don't know much about this deal. We're going to follow it along. They are definitely pulling some Marvel properties back into their group, uh, back into Marvel Studios because Disney does own Marvel Studios. So they are getting those characters kind of back at this point. Uh, And we'll see what they do because this does include 21st Century Fox television, interestingly enough. So we'll see what happens along those lines as well. We'll be following it. Probably not that closely because I just don't care that much. I just found it interesting, and uh, and we'll see what they do with it. It's a big movie catalog that Net, that Disney now owns that wasn't originally there, so that's kind of uh, that part is interesting. We'll see what they do with it. I do have some news for all of our uh, all of our brooding uh, once teenagers now adults out there that grew up in the '90s. MTV made a little announcement. That little show in the 90s called Daria, animated show. There is a reboot in the works being developed as we speak. There is probably some idiot down there at MTV working on it literally as we speak. Like right now, 9 o'clock at night on a Thursday. I don't know, who knows. But they are working on a reboot of Daria. I never watched a lot of Daria, so I can't really speak to it too much. The the, The thing I did find interesting is, and this is, I quote, from a producer, uh, they are going to take on the world, end quote, uh, and cultural issues relevant to 2018. So they've moved everything forward. I'm not familiar with Daria, but I have a feeling that they will they will get somewhat political with this one given the atmosphere within our country and within the world right now. All right, let's move on to a little bit of sports. Sports, sports, sports. I know everyone loves the sports, but you know what's happening in the world right now kicked off last week is the World Cup World Cup 2018. This only happens every four years. That's right. Every four years the entire world gets together and has a uh... (laughs) oh boy. Oh boy. Bridget's getting fired up about Daria. Uh, Bridget is getting fired up about Daria and so you know what we're gonna do. We're probably gonna talk about the. Uh, we're gonna talk about uh, talk about Daria on July fourth, I think, and I'll get the lowdown on Daria and what I missed with not watch. I I saw a little bit. I just never watched it like crazy. Um. So we'll see. But World Cup every four years, the world gets together. They have a little soccer tournament or football, football. I, I don't mean that in an insulting ways. They call it soccer here, in, in the United States of America and everyone else they call it football. And I'm not pronouncing it weird to be. Like smarter, or insulting, or anything. I'm just trying to pronounce it the way people do. So f- football, uh, it's happening now in Russia. Unfortunately, in Russia, that I'm not gonna be quiet about. It's unfortunate that Russia continues to get these worldwide events, uh, despite the fact that they are really a terrible, terrible country. Come at me if you're Russian. I come at me. You got some problems. the The leader of your country is a son of a bitch. The leader of our country basically wants to. Uh, Three words that I'm not going to say here just in case children are listening and probably did. They were probably riding a horse together and the orange menace just, you know, dropped to his knees. I'm sure that's what's going on over there. I have full confidence in that. Uh, But outside of that, it's a fun event. I'm not a huge soccer fan. I usually do watch the World Cup. I tend to watch the United States. Uh, It's been very difficult for me to watch this year simply because I have a toddler at home and they put them all on these cable channels. I'm not able to just turn on the TV and watch it. Uh, But a couple things I found interesting from the World Cup outside of the United States not competing uh, is apparently there is a beer shortage. Beer shortage. No, I was going much worse than that, Jen. Much worse than that. Apparently there's a beer shortage hitting Moscow right now. Uh, They didn't know all these fans, these soccer and football fans, descending upon Moscow, they didn't realize how much beer they would be drinking. Uh, So there's a beer shortage right now at the majority of the bars around Moscow, and they can't get the beer to them quickly enough. I did see a quote that apparently many of the bars in Moscow didn't realize that most football fans, soccer fans, would be drinking beer. They thought they would be drinking fancy cocktails. Because I know when I go watch sporting events, I go up and I order a martini, right? I mean, that's what, no. <laughs> you drink freaking beer at a sporting event. Now, if you don't like beer and you're like like, you know, but most commonly, beer is what people drink at a sporting event. So they're having trouble. We'll see uh, what happens there. I did find a, uh, I did find a, I know, I've been, been cheering a little bit for Mexico there, Jen. Don't worry. I, that's probably, Mexico and Poland are my teams. Ireland did not make the World Cup this time around. Uh, I did find an interesting one that apparently if you're familiar with soccer or football, uh, you'll appreciate this one. But apparently there was a thing going around on social media where a a, a man asked her, his girlfriend uh, to send him text updates about what was happening in one of the games. And I just want to go through this text, these texts that she was sending. And basically kind of right in the middle, this was uh, England and Tunisia game that was happening probably the other day like I said I haven't been keeping keeping enough track of this (laughs) uh, but let me just this little exchange where she's sending him updates uh, and this is in the middle of it and this is all of this is I quote from her text exchange and a yellow card for for the England player the player with the yellow card looks sheepish yes that's what happens when they get a yellow card we're 34 minutes and in and everyone's hair is still holding up well Tunisia score free kick for England this time, an English. This is where it gets funny. This time, an Englishman received a light tap and fell down violently. There was a huge missed opportunity there for England. A Tunisian man is on the floor. Looks like he got hit in the hair. The referee is uninterested. The man with the injured injured hair is not pleased. So, this is funny if you've ever followed soccer or football. Is uh. They, uh, there's a lot of flopping going on where people like guys to kind of take a dive and they're like, he tripped me. Yeah. A lot of that happening. So I found that very amusing, uh, but enjoy the world cup. All of you out there. If, if, if that's your thing, I'm going to try to watch a little bit of it in, in between taking care of the kid and, and getting stuff done in the studio. All right. We got some more, a little more sports news here. This one I found funny then not funny, but then funny when I realized the, the, person's reaction to it, uh, so the Philly Fanatic, if you're not familiar with the Philly Fanatic, the Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies baseball team, they have a mascot called the Philadelphia Fanatic, and that's the thing, is, even if you've never watched baseball, you've probably seen this this mascot, he is like, it's the most recognizable mascot in baseball, like by far, and I will sit here as a Red Sox fan, big fan of Wally the Green Monster, I, I will give it to to the Phillies that he is probably the most recognizable mascot out there. Well, during games... Oh, fireworks going off outside. We're going to have lots of fireworks. That's going to be the fun on Foot of the too. It's just all kinds of random fireworks here in Highland Park, California. Uh, apparently, in Philadelphia, they have a hot dog cannon. And the Philly Fanatic, between innings, rides out onto the baseball field and starts shooting free hot dogs into the crowd. Shooting free hot dogs. And... While he was doing this recently at a game, a woman was hit in the face by a hot dog. Really, like right in the eye by one of these hot dogs. And you might say, well, it's a hot dog. You know, how crazy is that? Uh, but keep in mind, this is shot out of a cannon so that it's able to reach the crowd. This is similar to any of those t-shirt cannons that you see, you know, out in the... out. I, God, I always want to say market. It's my marketing mind coming in uh, that you see out in the world, these t-shirt cannons. But on top of that, in order to keep the hot dogs together, like so that they can fly to a fan and that fan can eat it, it's duct taped. Yeah, duct taped. Shout out to duct tape. Just getting everywhere, duct tape. Uh, And she actually ended up with with an eye injury. It hit her in the eye. She ended up with an eye injury. Small eye. I mean, nothing. She's not going to lose her eye or anything like that, but did end up with an eye injury. And she was actually a great sport about it. That's why, like, I read this and I was like, oh, my God, someone got hit by a hot... Like, that's kind of funny. And then I went, oh, my God, someone got hurt. That's not funny. And then I read further and she was a really good sport about it. She happens to be a Phillies fan. She, and uh, one of the news outlets asked her if she was going to bring up a lawsuit. And <laughs> she's like, no. You know, you expect... And she did say, and I quote, you expect to see a baseball coming at you while you're at a baseball game. But a hot dog, not as much. Yeah. Yeah. So we can laugh about it. She's okay. She's a Phillies fan. It'll be something to tell her kids and grandkids about whatever else, uh, you know, her friends, whoever else. She I'm sure she lives in Philly. It's fantastic. Uh this actually reminds me, uh I have a friend, Mikey Harriman. I'm just now remembering this one. Uh the fantastic host of Haiti cast down there spreading the goodness in Haiti. Talked about him many times. We've we uh we promoted one of his GoFundMe's when his house was completely destroyed by a hurricane. Um yeah, no. I know Dodger Dogs is a little bigger. And so what he used to do when we were in our younger days, he would take a trip every summer, and he would take a road trip, and he would go to as many baseball stadiums as he could. Years and years ago, back in the 90s, he was in Colorado to see the San Diego Padres play the Colorado Rockies. And he's sitting there watching batting practice, not paying attention. Former Padre Bubba Trammell, never forget his name, Bubba Trammell broke his bat. That's right bat not baseball bat broke his bat that piece of the bat came flying at my friend mikey hit him in the face right in the eye hit him in the face on top of that mikey is a glasses wear still is was still is to this day hit him in the glasses but mikey being the good sport that he is didn't make a big deal about it wasn't about to bring a lawsuit actually got the ball signed by Bubba trammell had a piece of a bat of the bat signed by Bubba Trammell, and got stitched up by the Padres training staff as he's on a road trip. So, yes, that just reminded me of that fantastic story. Uh, But as Chris said, you do need to be paying attention. You absolutely need to be paying attention at a baseball game, at a hockey game. Really, at anything, but especially a baseball or hockey game uh, because a hockey puck or baseball is going to hurt a lot when it hits you in the face. A basketball or football is not going to hurt as much. A football thrown by an elite quarterback might... Might hurt a lot, but you know, not gonna <laughs> baseball ho- like it happens. Baseball hockey pucks, deep cut to Ross on Friends, like first season of Friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna recognize that one? All right, let's get into some of this tech stuff. So, I, I I've got a lot of tech. We're gonna see how much how much time we have to get through everything. We have just been all over the place this week. I warned everyone that's that's how it was gonna be this week. I'm kind of building up to July Fourth crazy live broadcast. Well, you know, look forward to that. But TechCrunch, TechCrunch, who is a, they're a fantastic, uh, <laughs> that is a, uh, that is a good point, Chris. The goal of baseball is literally to knock the, <laughs> knock the ball into the crowd. <laughs> it, it kind of is, because even if you're trying to foul foul one off, uh, yeah, it, you're basically trying to hit one in the crowd. And, and I'm a big fan of badminton, badminton, you know, nobody's getting hurt with a, uh, I mean, it's the the funniest word for the the item that you use to hit back and forth shuttlecock, like just fun. It's just funny. My my thirteen year old is showing. It's just funny, and and I I can play I can play some uh, badminton all day. So TechCrunch, fantastic website. This is this is a way to stay up on tech stuff. Like that that's the way I I, I tend to get a lot of our stories, uh, stuff we talk about from TechCrunch is fantastic. If you're not familiar with them, they do a thing every year. It's called Bag. bag Bag Week. Bag Week. So this is Bag Week 2018. And I'm not going to get into what they were talking about specifically for this article. But this is one that I always talk to people about. Uh, and I get questions. I'm not, I'm not like people are emailing me through the website. And but I get questions about people because I'm a bad guy. I like a nice bag. I'm not walking around carrying a purse, you know. Not that there's any. If you want to carry a purse, that's fine. Woman, man, boy, girl, whatever, that's fine. Uh, you know, I do. I, but I like to carry my stuff around in a backpack, briefcase, whatever it might be. The it it depends on the situation. And people always ask me about bags. I'm like, well, where'd you get that bag? Blah blah. You know, what's the best bag to get? And the thing is, you can go on Amazon. You can go to Target, and you can find yourself a $30, $40 backpack or briefcase, something simple. But the thing is, on top of that, it's most likely not going to last forever. You you know, if you're using it heavily, you're going to get like a year or two out of it. In addition to that, there's a certain style behind carrying a bag, you know? Now, I'm not saying carrying a bag to the grocery store. I went to the grocery store today in jeans or yesterday in jeans and a t-shirt carrying my toddler. I'm not saying have style there. But when you're going into meetings, stuff like that, professional life, whatever it might be, have a little style. Don't carry a Jansport. Now, if you really like it, that's fine. That's what you're ta- that's fine. But I see so so many of those instances where people are carrying around this beat up old backpack or this junky beat up briefcase, whatever it might be. Or they're just carrying around like a super cheap you know, backpack that was clearly bought at Target. And there's nothing wrong with Target. Buy, buy them there. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying have a little pride in your bags. Personally, I like Chrome Industries out of San Francisco, California. Handmade bags in the United States of America. Not that I care if it's made in the United States of America. I'm just saying made in the U.S. These are a little more casual. These were originally made for bike messengers. A little more casual. This is what I use. Uh, I have quite a few bags from them. I use these actually when I'm out shooting out in the world when we're doing beer reviews when we're doing, shooting any kind of interstitials for the podcast, for the YouTube channel. That's what I carry. And then when I'm in a more professional situation where I want to look nice and I want to look like I'm pitching someone, you know, maybe I'm, at, maybe I'm wearing a sport coat. Uh, that would be the time where I bust out one of my Hex bags. Hex, H-E-X These are bags specifically designed for electronics, but also designed to look fantastic. So I bring this up because it is bag week 2018 according to TechCrunch and not because I'm trying to sell you bags. Chrome does not give me any money. Hex doesn't give me any money. I just really like them. And I bring it up because I say have some pride in your bags. And sure, a Chrome bag is going to cost you $100 $100 and change. A Hex is going to cost you $100 and change. But the thing is, my Chrome backpack, the one the one that I carry regularly right now, I've had for 6 years. N- nothing wrong with it. Nothing. Uh my Hex briefcase that I have right now, I've had for 3 years. Leather, beautiful, nothing wrong with it. Uh so that's the way to go. Keep that in mind is you're also paying for quality. Now, now at the same time, who cares? You want to carry a Jansport, that's fine. You know, you want to carry a whatever, Vans literally has uh, custom backpacks that are very similar to Jansports. You can get yourself a nice little neon checker, whatever. Nothing wrong with that. Carry them. Uh, but I bring that up because it is bag week 2018 and because I do get these questions regarding like bags and stuff. Uh, Alright, a little more news from TechCrunch. Something you can look forward to coming up here is uh, the Creator's Burger robot creators which was formerly known as uh, i'm not seeing the name uh this is the company that's been around for a few years they've worked on this this burger robot and they're actually uh the first location is opening june 27th it's kind of a soft open you'll be able to if you are in the san francisco area the bay area uh, you can head on out to uh, creators restaurant there in the bay area and for those of you that aren't in the Bay Area, it's going to be made public in September, so you're going to see them popping up elsewhere in September uh, along those lines. We are running short on time, so I'm going to put some of this tech into episode 62. Uh, yeah, similar to Flippy. No, Flippy was that wasn't the name of the company. That's the robot name, and I'm just I'm blanking on the name. They just changed their name to Creator, uh, but they had a different name. They've been around. They they raised like 10 billion like something crazy uh no no not 10 billion but they raise a ton of money through vcs venture capital firms if you're not familiar with that uh and and they're looking at becoming a 10 billion dollar company which will be interesting uh while they're also pushing out unfortunately pushing out workers that uh that also could use those jobs so we'll see what happens we're gonna follow this one closely all right let's get on to uh let's get into some common sense uh i'm going to uh i'm going to save that one uh, apparently, there was a Walmart shopper, Walmart shopper, uh, he was busted in Arizona, but was doing this all around the country, was making fraudulent returns, and it they go to find out that he made more than a thousand fraudulent returns at Walmart stores across the country. A thousand fraudulent returns. This is crazy. And... The value of those returns, basically what he defrauded Walmart of, they're saying adds up to $1.3 million, $1.3 million from fraudulent returns to Walmart. He was, of course, arrested in Yuma, Arizona while trying to return a computer, and the employees realized that he had removed all of the insides from the computer and was trying to, to return just like the shell of the computer. Uh, so yeah, crime doesn't pay. They're going to catch up with you. And honestly, were you getting a little greedy? Like, really? 1.3 million—you couldn't have stopped at a million. Like, imagine if you stopped at a million, dude. You wouldn't have gotten busted in Yuma. I am no way, in no way, endorsing fraudulent returns or crime in any way. But jeez, when you when you start when you get to 1.3 million, this isn't like stealing bread to feed your family, shit. This is like, dude, you're a thief. Yeah, yeah. So he was busted. Yeah, that's what happens try to scam people, especially when you scam most of the country's favorite store. I hate Walmart, but most of the country shops there. I just don't. I refuse to go in. Oh, all right. This is this one. Oh, my. Mm, oh, my. Yeah. So we had some stuff happening in Texas. <laughs> oh, oh, what a surprise. Texas. Stay classy, Texas. Actually, I enjoy Texas. I have relatives down there. I've been, every time I've been to Texas, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Jen, I believe you lived in Texas for a while as well. I nothing against Texas, uh, but something against many. Not I don't want to say many. Some of the people that live in Texas. Something against them. Apparently, a billboard was erected in Texas along Interstate Forty, and I quote: "Liberals in big words." And then underneath that, "Please continue on I Forty until you have left our great state of Texas. You have left is underlined." On the billboard. Basically, liberals are not allowed in Texas, according to this billboard. Keep driving. Keep driving. Fortunately, I can still go to Texas because I'm not a liberal. I, If you have to give a word to me, I would be a progressive. Texas, you, do you need to update your billboard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Liberals and progressives. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. This is completely hateful. And like I said, I enjoy Texas. I make jokes about the South and Texas and whatever else. Like, in a joking manner. There are plenty of liberals that live in Texas. Austin is like a liberal enclave. It's basically a bunch of hippies playing music and having fun. Like, I I mean, I'm exaggerating. But, like, that's what's happening there. In fact, I know liberals that live in Texas. I know progressives that live in Texas. But the thing is... There are people that are so close-minded that they think it's okay for this billboard to go up. And not only someone that purchased this billboard and paid to have this billboard up, but the company that put this billboard up. Now, apparently the billboard is going to be removed. Um, But here's here's the bottom line with this. As I always joke about the South and everything else, I don't stand here in California yelling at conservatives and Republicans to get out, hate-filled bigots to get out. I don't. That doesn't happen here in California. In fact, if that happened in California, what we'd have to do is erect a gigantic one of these billboards right down there in Long Beach, right where Orange County hits Long Beach and you start getting into LA County. Stay the fuck down there. Yeah, but we don't do that. We don't do that because it's not black and white. It's not black and white wall fans, common sensors. We know that. You can be a conservative and a Republican and still have common sense. You can be a liberal and progressive as much as everyone likes to get on me about stuff. You hate the military. You hate America. Blah, 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 blah. You can be a liberal and still be a jackass. It's not black and white. This is why I'm not a liberal. This is why I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a conservative. I'm a registered independent because I don't like being told how to think. I don't like being told how to vote. I just don't like it you know what? Common sense says that no one should like it. Now I'm all about the blue wave because that's going to get these hateful people pushed out of office. Beto O'Rourke down there in Texas is is, is a Democrat, and I will be voting for him. Or i not voting for him. I will be supporting him. I can't vote for him. I don't live in El Paso. Uh, but I have been supporting him uh, in any way that I can. And uh, uh, so we're going to continue that. So it, it, it's not black and white. It's just not, and the thing is, as much as we can joke about Texas and everything else, you you know this isn't the this isn't a state's fault. Uh, this is a couple hateful people, ignorant people that are putting this billboard up. So I'm not holding it against Texas, but I will say, stay classy, Texas. And can you imagine if we started putting these billboards up in California? Oh, oh God! Oh, be Cal Exit time. I'm not in favor of Cal Exit. Everyone, calm down on that. All right, let's get through these last couple common sense things real quick. Uh, Apparently, there's an airline called Silver Airways. Who knows? Who knew? I won't be getting on that airline because uh, I've never even heard of them. They got in some hot water this past week. Apparently, a couple of passengers, a husband and wife, saw fit to film the couple behind them, in the row behind them, who proceeded to have sex in the row behind them. That's right, they were having sex in the row behind them. And we're caught on film. Film? (laughs) Caught on tape. Caught on digital uh, doing this. Now, of course, most of the plane didn't notice. And this couple that filmed them really just wanted to get some clicks on Twitter. Because I did some digging and saw. And I'm not even positive that this is, like, full on what's going on. Because if you look at... Like, if you watch the video... I've watched the damn video. It's basically... What you would see in a club in Hollywood on a given Friday or Saturday night, it is. This is what you would see in Hollywood because uh, I don't see naked people. I don't see actual like penetration. I'm not saying they're not having sex, but essentially they could just be grinding on each other and dancing while sitting down this like literally what could be happening here uh so i don't know but silver airlines take care of your passengers and this is definitely not an isolated incident we like it's becoming way too common and i think it's not that i don't think it's becoming more common it's just this has been happening since like the mile high club existed and people were joking about it and everything else it's just now we have phones to record it just like the dude that pulled his you know thing out and started doing things Peeing on the seat in front of him. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Two more things, and we're going to finish up for the week. Uh, so apparently, oh, I need to sip a beer for this one. We're getting some more news from the G7 Summit up there in Canada, where the Orange Menace embarrassed the living shit out of himself and our entire country. And you know that little meme picture that was going around with Ange- Angela Merkel looking at Trump and Trump sitting with his hands folded and, uh, Macron and a whole bunch of other of the G seven leaders are all standing there looking at Trump. Apparently they were trying to get him to sign a particular document that the entire, uh, what was G eight at one time. Now G seven, the entire summit signs every time and he didn't want to sign it. And finally they convinced him to sign it. So he signed it hastily in his way. I'm sure he did it just like that too. <laughs> so he signs it and he stands up, he reaches in his pocket he pulls out some Starburst and he throws a starburst down on the table there and he looks at Angela Merkel and he says, and I quote, don't say I never gave you anything, end quote. This is the supposed leader of our country, ladies and gentlemen, wall fans, common censors, acting like a fucking petulant child once again. I mean, who does that? Who does that? That's something you see on a shitty sitcom and, and you know, right? Well, that's the asshole of the show. Who does that? Well, let me tell you, Wall Fan's common sense is it gets even worse because his former campaign manager, Corey Lewandanski, I'm ashamed that he's a Polak. Ashamed? I assume he's a Polak. Ski? Lewandanski? He was doing a little segment on Fox News last week, or beginning of this week, I can't remember exactly. That's uh, where they put him up and they debate with other people. And someone had asked him about... Or someone was asked about a 10-year-old girl with Down syndrome who was separated from her parents at the border. As soon as those words were muttered, this son of a bitch, Corey, decided... And of course he's named Corey. I'm not even going to backtrack on that one. Your name's Corey. You know you're getting in some trouble. Look at the Corys from the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) You know you're getting in some trouble. Uh, So, of course, as soon as those words are muttered, he looks over and he goes, Womp, womp. Trivializing trivializing the not only the plight of what these families are going through but trivializing down syndrome we don't do that i know our supposed president the orange menace has done that we don't do that do better do better than that because that's extremely offensive and i hope this son of a bitch just gets mocked every time he walks anywhere mocked and i don't endorse violence But if someone wants to punch the living shit out of him, you're not going to get some flack from me. I'm not endorsing it. You're not going to get some flack from me because this son of a bitch is a hateful person and nobody, I don't care what you think of those people, the people that are crossing the border, the families, I don't care what you think that is incredibly insensitive and you're trivializing mental illness. And we don't do that here at go tell to the wall podcast. We're proponents of mental health awareness and the fact that you're making fun of a young girl with down syndrome, making fun of her. And of course he backtracked on it. I was womp wamping the Democrat who oh, no, 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 have some fucking class. You piece of shit. Have some class. I'm so sick of this stuff in our country. I'm so sick of this stuff in our world. And then we just move on to the next thing, a stupid jacket because this stuff is happening every goddamn day. Every day we got to deal with this hatred and I'm so sick of it. I'm done. And if you're sick of it too, continue listening and spread this word and get this son of a bitch just, just constantly berated. Corey Lewandowski, Lewandowski, cause I'm done. And on that note, I'm done for this week. That's right. Oh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at TellTheWallPod and at Magic Muppet. That's right. Uh, I skipped some stories we'll get into next week. We'll have some more news on our live feeds coming up next week. So stay tuned for that. Of course, head on over to SeanO'RourkeLive.com. That's going to give you all the updates. And please, 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 everyone out there, Support our Indiegogo. That's right, Indiegogo campaign live right now. We're looking just to get some new equipment in the studio and bring in another host for a whole new format. So please hit us up on the Indiegogo. Every dollar counts. Get yourself a nice little Go Tell it to the Wall sticker. Get yourself an on-air shout-out, whatever it might be. Uh, and, of course, subscribe on YouTube. Just search Go Tell it to the Wall, and you can find us on YouTube. This has been Episode 61 I have to look up at my whiteboard. Yes, 61 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We will be back next week. Same wall play, same wall time. And remember, wall fans, common sensors, social media, friends, podcast consumers. No matter where you are, no matter who you're with, no matter why you're doing it, no matter what that thing is you are doing, always use common sense.